can't treat girls like this or talk about them this way. We're just having a laugh. Oh, you think the girls would find it funny if they knew about it? Corinne does. She's chill. Oh, so that makes it all right, does it? Do you realise what year this is, mate? What century? And how about you? Have you got anything to say right now or am I on my own here? Ranking girls like they are pieces of meat. It's gross, mate. And it's sick. You are sick. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJK Vaya. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast. And we like to discuss episodes of the Aussie Soap Neighbors. At uh, Aussie Pace, they are running three weeks ahead of the UK. We are in Melbourne in the PirateNet studios. We're in, we're in the annex here. Yeah, the back deck. The back deck that Puffy knocked up for me. Uh, I'm Vaya, a TV writer who can't suspend disbelief. And I have, uh, better known as Remude on Twitter, but she's Kate to us. Hello, Kate. Hi, everybody. How do you how do you like the the back deck? Puffy knocked up for me. Oh, you, you did a good job, and um, I guess more importantly, we're here in, in quite late in the evening, and, mm. and it's got to be what still thirty degrees or something. It's balmy. It's beautiful, and uh, it's quite tropical. We've got the mozzies buzzing around, so flirting with danger, Kate and I, because we're both very vulnerable yeah. to mosquito attack. Yeah, this is going to be a bloodbath. So, quick game is a good game. Uh, let's tuck into some neighbours council business. Sweetie, it's just business. A big thanks to Nabens on on Twitter and on YouTube. They put together a little campaign for hashtag Neighbours Catch Up. They took that and ran with it and put a little video montage together to try and convince Channel 5 to catch up the UK Neighbours apps to Australia. It's so crazy and we're really missing that nice chat we had for like four years, basically. Yeah, we got friends, man. We made friends. And with the island as well as UK. So we want a neighbour's Christmas. The UK wants a neighbour's Christmas. They don't want a neighbour's Christmas yeah. in January. Do they know it's Christmas? <laughs> no. So well done for that. Hopefully it pays off. Patreon still kicking along. Patreon.com slash neighbours pod. I've been enjoying putting up little bonus snippets from this podcast. Uh, we're still working on a neighbour's night. And I'm still working on a bum cake photo. I haven't delivered on that yet. But oh. but our, the, fans, our, the fans are outraged, Vaya. But the fan dangle, look, my, what's his name? Scavenger King is happy to wait until I, he's happy to unveil it on the night of our uh, remote neighbour's night. So well, You're heading off to the beach this weekend. So yeah. why not get out there in your bathers <laughs> on the sand, buy a pav down at Woolies. <laughs> A pav would be quite amazing. This is actually not a bad idea. And my sister-in-law is a great little photographer. Yeah. So, all right, I'm going to – I'll put my head down and see what I can come up with. Let's get some, like, whipped cream into yeah. that pav. Okay. All right. Art department. Let's get it done. Um, but the other thing is what we're going to do for Patreon this week, instead of chopping out a bit of this week's storyline, we're going to sit down the Nahubs, uh, my partner KB, Kate's pa- husband Phil, and CJ's husband Hamish – and HJ, Hamish Jones, and they are going to do a little powwow about the International Men's Day episode that landed on Thursday and uh, probably no more than 10 minutes. We won't 
won't put you through too much out there, our patrons, but <laughs> be prepared for some very low voices going, oh, well, yeah. And they won't be in any hurry to get their points across. Don't you worry. <laughs> they will take the, their time. Um, but we look forward to that. So you're doing business with you. Now, whoa, some, some stuff going on in Erinsborough of the week commencing Monday, November 16. Firstly, Kate, Jay Rebecca, new resident. Thoughts? Thoughts? Well, I don't think it's the first time that Dippy's had an affair. <laughs> Barracuda. Barracuda. I don't think Shanesy's dad, really. Um, look, it's, it's colourblind casting. It's what I, I, I appreciate it. You know, in, um, in England, in the West End, back when there was theatre, they cast Matilda. Um, they had a couple of actor, act, little actors that were um, black and played Matilda to white parents. And just, it's not a plot point or anything. It's just colourblind casting. And I think there's a place for it because it gives young, new people opportunities on I'm, the stage. I'm just looking for another, like, um, storyline here where it turns well, out yeah. oh, no, Dippy's, like, serial adulterer, Kirsch, and, um, yeah, Jay. And it'd be great. And then the penny dropped and they go, oh, that's why he doesn't look 100%. Like, Barracuda, okay. though. What a great name. Perfect. We've never – why haven't we thought of it for any of any – you know, whenever we do fantasy Rebecca naming, we never pick that, that one. But that song, Barracuda, what a great, great song. Yeah, I want to – we should make it as a sting. Ooh, Barracuda. When he does something particularly bar- – maybe when he reclaims the title because he doesn't want to be Barracuda. Barracuda. When- <laughs> Um, so, but he's already up, up into mischief. I tell you what, he's far more woke than I expected him to be. And really laid back attitude and yeah. happy to make a new friend posse yeah, instantly. Make, make a friend out of Hendrix. He's like, your enemy's my enemy. <laughs> they teamed up because the big cliffhanger into this week was Pierce collapsing. And we yeah. thought, oh God, he's, he, the, t- the ticker's not doing so well. So I spent a few too many, you know, times on neck week. At the gym. <laughs> Probably strained his heart too much. And but no. It was drugs. <laughs> drugs, yeah, it wasn't a heart attack. He got drugged because um the boys just put a little scheme together. Yeah. I don't know whose idea was it? I don't know. I feel like Jay's not the one coming up with the dastardly oh, yeah. plans. Bloody Richie though. Put a lid on your ADHD medication. Is it is it something that you would not just keep at home and take in the mornings? Or the evenings? Do you have to take it in the middle of the day as well? I mean, I don't know. Actually, I've got a friend who was on ADHD meds and I think you take it – look, I'm talking out of my ass here. I, could have, I can fact check this, but I won't. I think she would just take it periodically, like mm. as needed. So, like, oh, I've got this big thing I have to concentrate on. I'm going to take some medication and for it today. And she doesn't keep it in the blister pack in which it came from? Drugs aren't sold in bottles like that, really. No, just um, like – Panadol can be, yeah. but <laughs> um, weird stuff, Richie. Re- look, Richie, he's got to be doing a little racket on the side. He's playing fast and loose with those pills, but they get into the hands of Hendrix and Jay, and they're both they get get Dippy's mortar and pestle out, and um, yeah, pop it into um, was it Pierce's tea? His protein shake. Oh yeah, love Mwah. it. You nice hide, touch. Hide anything in that, really. Yeah. They just to get back at him for doing the dirty, just being an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Well, so Dippy over here, obviously another doctor at Erinsborough Hospital. Dippy overhears this diagnosis and then got, cuts sick at Shane, mm. which was fun. I enjoyed that. 
my favourite thing I'm enjoying at the moment yeah. is that basically the whole Neighbours fandom has gone to te- Team Fierce now. They're all like, we, we much prefer Fierce to Pierce, which I swear has never happened in a recasting no. ever. But I, I think they both had their place. I quite liked the um, just the dumb, just the Labradorness of Pierce. But imagine the back. extra dimension that Don Hanny could mm. have brought to that, like he did with Offspring. Like there could have been simmering Erst mm. going on. I think there's, like, I really believed all this week that Dippy still holds a candle, candle to Fierce. Well, and, yeah. wouldn't you? <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> come on, he may not have Robard's, you know, amazing rig, but come on. <laughs> I did really appreciate Dippy coming to his hospital bed. Oh, have some <laughs> dignity, Dipika. Uh, they run into each other a lot mm. in an in an area where they really should be avoiding each other. Because um, then later they find each other in the in the pub, and all week P- uh, Puffy is waiting for Dippy to come back to him and say, oh, "I've made does. a horrible mistake." But I'd rather I don't want platitudes if I've been scorned. I don't want someone to go, oh, sorry, take me back, if they don't mean it. Yeah, but, like, after 20 years, he deserves more than her just ghosting him. Yeah, she keeps saying she has to think, but I'm not seeing her sit down and really... No, she's having too many powwows with Jane. She's the meditation expert. Mm. She helped I think uh, after 20 that. years, you actually owe it to your mm. relationship that you've invested into to actually have some couples counselling. Actually, Pierce and Chloe had a more respectful conversation about the end of their relationship. They gave it the time of day. So it was very odd that the other two didn't. But Chloe is completely over him now. She's just like, nah, this is a step too far. You, you could see the weight lifting from her shoulders. Yeah. So we'll cut to the end of the week. Pierce, for reasons we'll speak about shortly, realises, okay, this is the end of this relationship and I'm going to put her out of her misery and tell her and point it out, remind her, Mm. you know, there's better ahead and we're going to cut ties. And she looked lighter at the end of that conversation. She looked lighter, but her, um, I reckon her bank account is a great deal heavier (laughs) at this point. It's the way you want it to be. Mm. Surely he will give her the house. Surely. What's he wanting that piece of crap 70s disaster for anyway? (laughs) We just had an interlude there where we did some stargazing. And, in fact, it was planet gazing. With this space out there. There's a whole galaxy. We can see Mars, Jupiter and Saturn at the moment. The planets have aligned. The Ramsey Street residents have gone off chop. Um, Star-crossed lovers. Yeah. Do you think at this point – so, look, again, swapping to the end of the week, Dippy goes to Pierce. He sends her a little sneaky text. Well, just an update saying, broke up with Chloe. It's over. Mm-hmm. She pops around. I'm not into my husband anymore. I want you. Do you think there's a chance for Dippy and Fierce? No. He's just not that into her. Yeah. He, she's all right for, her, but, you know, an illicit route. And I think ultimately he couldn't own Chloe the way he wanted to own Chloe. Yeah. He, he wants That's to take posi- possession. Yes, he's very possessive. Mm. And Dippy's her own person. Dippy's spent 20 years being wearing the pants in that relationship. But think of the production budget for Flapper, though. <laughs> Upgrade. <laughs> Flapper starring the Slapper. <laughs> um, so, winding it back to the start of the week, we need to talk about a complete balls-up of a situation. 
this baby baloney. What has happened at the Branaka House of Fun? That was my party house. That's my new favourite sanctuary to go when I wanted to unwind of an evening and mm. put my cowboy well, chaps on. Basically, Vaya, we are revisiting the um, Mark Brennan, Sonia Rebecca um, surrogacy storyline. David and Aaron had a plan. Yeah. Uh, it's not often I agree with Paul. I agree. Oh, but uh, 100%. Paul, like, look, okay, well, strange thing about this plan, though, was that both of them were going to fly to um, Canada. Hmm. So um, David could provide a sperm sam- sample to um, fertilise the eggs that they have over there. Yeah, it's an egg donor. And they're doing all of this to provide the embryo to a Canadian surrogate because it's legal there and not here. No, surrogacy is legal here. Oh, sorry. But in Victoria, the egg donor and the surrogate can't be the same person. Right, okay. Which was, if you've listened to us for years, was always my main gripe with Sonia being the quote-unquote surrogate yeah, that of baby was a, Caitlin. That was also baloney. Because she's not the surrogate. She's actually, in every single sense, the mother yeah. of that baby, biologically and um, legal, otherwise. Legally, legally yeah. yeah. I think, do we need legal, legal Beck to... Put her thoughts in on this. I think she's trained us up enough. I think yeah. she'd agree. But it's exactly the same situation here. Nicolette, if she is the genetic donor and the carrier, she is the baby's mother. Not the cool auntie, as she's proposing. No. Now, all... Which I actually think is so unfair on the potential baby as well, that they've got this flake of a woman who can't decide whether she wants to be a mother or not, or mm. the cool auntie. Like, you know, shit will get off the pot, Nicolette. <laughs> I mad props to Charlotte who plays Nicolette because to turn that around in one episode because we've heard nothing about babies from Nicolette no. up until now nothing about family her, she wasn't happy when Chloe got pregnant and yeah she had a tumultuous you know past and stuff with her mum but absolutely nothing she had about three scenes to make that work to go I want this I might not have this. I could be a viable option for David and Aaron as their mm. surrogate. Like, that's a lot of work. Yeah. And, and she almost convinced me to. No, she's flaky as fuck, man. This is such a bad idea. She's, you know, schemed her way around, which is great TV. And, she, you know, she'd be a fun person to know. But this isn't the right person to enter into, like, a responsible adult relationship with. It's someone you've known only a few months. Yeah. Um... I actually met on the weekend my friend's Gaby, who is a little two-and-a-half-year-old little ball of sunshine, delightful girl, and they um, he is um, he's her father and they share parenting with um, the two mothers, the girl's two mothers, and his boyfriend's now on the scene and mm. he plays a role as well. So it's a beautiful family dynamic they've got. They're all friends. He actually became a celebrant and married the two women Aww. and wonderful times. You'd think, though, that you'd have, like, very clear discussions beforehand mm. as to how you expect the relationship roles to be in. Yeah, lots of chats, lots of chats. And they've been, you know, it's not an instant process. So all no. the time that you're trying to get pregnant, like, there's a lot of discussions along mm. the way. It's not just, hey, my housemate's keen. I do not understand in any way why they just didn't – I know for TV, whatever, but David – just get on the damn plane to Canada. Yeah. And you know what? You've got a few embryos. And That's you've, it. You've, how, how long's the flight to Canada? I've never been. At least. Oh, it's a long flight. Yeah. God, it would be what? I don't know, like 20 hours yeah. or something? Because you'd hub through America somewhere. You've got a day on a plane to do some mulling over, to mm. do some 
like they, remote calls. They would have paid for the eggs already. They would have. Mm. Yeah. But the bizarre thing about this whole situation is that if you're in Australia, you can get, you can buy American sperm. Okay. Because the Australian sperm donor registry is not big. Slim pickings. Yeah. So they can fly a, a tube of frozen um, sperm to Australia. Why could, why couldn't like Dr. Nakart provide a sample here, get it frozen on hmm. dry ice or whatever? Yeah, FedEx it over there. Yeah. There's companies that would do this. I have about 47 more questions like that. And I'm not going to take time out of people's days to ask them. They were going to send both Aaron down the mines over there as well. Yeah, but so they could hold hands. I was going to say, like, lend a hand. Yeah, (laughs) helping hand. (laughs) They want to be in this world together. The other thing that's intriguing, well, firstly, they take coil through the process of it's going to be like at least a year because you've got to get the – embryo back over here and then we've got to find a surrogate as a long process and then my partner walked past and he went whoa 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 baby steps like let's walk Kyle back through mummies and daddies first and then we can go from there <laughs> and oh, Nicolette going on about what a loser she is for not having a, a partner in a house and a blah 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 mate you're not on your Pat Malone in that street look at, <laughs> look at Ned look at Coyle and like again Nicolette is a frontline worker during a pandemic like she's more respectable than anyone on that street like she's working her ass off Mm. Um, pulling all shifts all over the joint, getting her friends employed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she moved from Canberra to the hotspot state. Like, yeah. she'd be right Poor off choice. her feet. Poor choice. <laughs> that is not an easy work day. <laughs> so just give yourself credit, Nicolette. Yeah, I just don't feel like Erinsborough Hospital would be the hospital you'd want to go to with COVID either. No. Oh, they'd be on the news. Yeah. What is she thinking? Jane is completely dubious about this whole thing, her mum. Oh, I loved her face. Her face was just like, uh, you know, I wish this was like, now like a, <laughs> um, a vlog. Yeah. Because it was the most pained cringe face you've ever seen in your life. I was like, you know that like the meme of the old stock photo guy where he looks like he's like dying on the inside? That kind of <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that yeah, face. Yeah. Um, I think I need to make a gif of Jane's face now that I've learned how. Mm. Um, now that I've learned how to make gifs, I've made them from like – people in the office dancing around and stuff. (laughs) I feel so sorry for Jane being in that house, speaking of losers who don't have husbands or houses. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't fit in there. And I just want to make the point that even though I'm in a 10 years plus relationship, we're not married and I'm in a rental. So like, but you find success in other ways. Yeah, but like... (laughs) You define success in other ways. Jane needs to move in with Sheila or someone. Or someone. Or What's maybe, Sheila going to do with her? I don't know, but she's not going to be there like doing like, you know, tequila shooters or whatever they do there. Dippy also introduced Jane as one of her best mates too. Dippy, oh, yeah. <laughs> she needs to go on Bumble and find some <laughs> friends. I was just like, oh, that is saddest bitch in Erinsborough territory right there, isn't it? <laughs> Are you calling it? Oh, she's one of my besties. <laughs> um, well, actually, look, she's been up there, Dippy, this week, hasn't she? She's got this unrequited love for Pierce, who's just not that into her, she's her only friend's Jane, and Jane's basically just there for the gossip, isn't oh, she? Yeah, and a bit of mm, bit of judgment. Mm, I wouldn't have done that, mm. or yeah, no, I don't know. Oh, but tell me more about this situation with Pierce. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll pay it to Dippy. Yeah, the saddest bitch in Aaron's bra. I can't 
deal with that baby situation anymore. I, I, it's it's going to be watching a car crash in slow motion. I'm sorry for them that they don't at least have the option of these um, embryos. Because, oh, I used to follow this couple on Instagram who went to the Ukraine because the woman actually couldn't carry babies and they ended up donating her eggs and, you know, they, they ended up making some embryos there that were put in a young Ukrainian woman who wow. already, already had kids and they had twins and it was amazing. But the deal they had with the <laughs> surrogacy clinic there was that if her eggs didn't work out, they'd give it, like, try it, I think, three times and then they'd just keep providing Ukrainian eggs until it worked out. Amazing. Yeah. Have you seen how attractive some Ukrainian oh, people are as well? Well, conven- conventionally, if you're into yeah, that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, they get that nice um, you know, plait over their head as well. <laughs> they come out with the milk milkmaid yeah. braids. But I, what I couldn't understand is, again, I can't get past the fact that they didn't just jump on the plane, get it done, get it all on ice, yeah. and have the conversations later. Exactly. And David was frowning through the whole thing. David was not keen at no, all. He could have just gone. He said, look, nice chat. Um but yeah, we'll talk about this when I go back. Great. We've put money down on flights and yeah. it doesn't grow on trees, okay? A plot line I really am not invested in is young Paco from Frankston coming to make his amends. He's become pen friends with Levi. Cora's gotten him to write an apology letter for beating Levi to a pulp and Levi's written back to share his feelings and now they've become pen friends, essentially. And they're going to send each other little missives. And I think that's very developed of them. Oh, Sheila had like a classic insult for him. Look at you. Finally got rid of that awful rat's tail. I love that. What a sick burn coming from Frangers in the early noughts. Um, and did you notice that bizarro camera angle from when Levi sent him the letter? I think the camera was inside the letterbox. <laughs> letterbox cam. Kate, do you know what camera I wish we'd had this mm. week? <laughs> yeah. Wine glass up the backside. <gasps> oh, as, as I messaged you, wine glass up the ass. That was... I was thinking about that as I was driving here, Vaya. Wait, what happened to Ollie? He should be, at the very least, going to the local GPs to get someone to pick a glass out of his ass. Get some tetanus. That's, he should be at the hospital in the ED, lying on his tummy on a chair until... Wait like, a minute. Wait a minute. Do you think it was glass or was it a plastic cheapie? No, it wouldn't be stuck to his pants like that if it was a plastic cheapie. It would just fall off. That's like shards of glass in his rump. They seem to imply in the dialogue that it was wedged between the crack, in the crack. But it looked like it was coming out one of the it cheeks. Could, it could only, it, yeah, A, yeah, it looked like it was coming out of a cheek. It can't, wine glasses can't just get wedged up your the bum wine. crack without being broken. What classy ass schoolies week serving wine? I guess Pierce, uh, Pierce's Oh my stash. God, the, the glamping experience there. Okay, let's, yeah, roll. Did we discuss – okay, all I wanted to say about the Paco situation, which bores me, is we've caught up to Bonnie Anderson in quarantine because mm. B, Bonnie was on The Masked Singer, won it, but there was a COVID outbreak on the set. Of course. And they had to quarantine all the singers and Bonnie was still a secret at that point and she was in a hotel room practicing. And so now all this week all her scenes on Neighbours were B – on Zoom, on FaceTime. And it what was, a grim era we live in. It was really weird. I, I wish there was more FaceTiming and phone calling on the show. I've been enjoying that element since COVID. But whew, I felt for them this week having to shoehorn all those 
how about, FaceTimes in. How about the balls on B, though, like coming up saying, hey, why did you ghost me? It's like, oh, come on, love. That's saddest bitch. <laughs> she was really full on about that. More full on than confronting him about bashing a little, little Levi. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Although CJ has called it as a shout out to us that Roxy has referred to them as Bevi. She thought about what I said and deleted Nathan's number. Sensible decision. And she can't believe how she was obsessing over someone who clearly wasn't doing the same. Now she's done skis. Go, girl. All's well that ends well, eh? Soon as Levi gets those tickets, Operation Bevi is in full motion. The B Levi pairing. Mm. We'll take it. Why yeah, not? Yeah. Why not? Oh, yeah. We won't leave that aside. I mean, I'm still hanging for Vivi. Yeah. <laughs> That's just going to be joy on Twitter. Episode title Vivi Fofum. <laughs> Vivi Vovum. I want to talk about school this week. Um, oh, yeah. My yeah. question to you, Kate. Firstly, it's the International Men's Day episode. Firstly, when I hear International Men's Day, I think about Mother's Day and Father's Day. And when my daughter asks me, when is it Kids' Day? And I'm like, and I channel my own mother and say, every day is Kids' Day. Yeah. yeah. And so when it comes to International Men's Day, I kind of think, well, every day is International yeah. Men's Day. We get one day, you you get the rest. Exactly. And I was all set to not even want to talk about it. However, no, that episode was actually excellent. Really and it's, nicely I think it's done. W- worth a rewatch. I thought. I was going to miss all the women, and I mm. did. But what I really appreciated was shining a light on all the bullshit we yes. find fault with all the mm. time, which is the toxic masculinity yes. and their um, entitled sense of entitlement. Yeah, um, and of course, Hendrix, little shining light in being how to be a beautiful man. Let's standing ovation, Hendrix. The the, the one eighty you have done. Yeah, he's. Um, He's appalled at this app, which is floating around school. Mm. What's called TL, the ladder. The ladder. Which, uh, no, I know, you'd think, I mean, plausible deniability, you'd go, oh, it's some sort of bullshit footy tipping thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, to wind it back just a moment before we get to the ladder, mm. I was watching this episode in the hair salon on my phone, mm. which is the attention International Men's Day deserves. <laughs> But um, so there was hair dryers going. I may have missed some details, but I'm just going to go ahead and assume that Schoolies Week 2020 took place on Bum Island with oh, yeah. some of the same fixings from that yes. setup because they had the yeah the glamping tents. That was beautiful. Yeah, and they were very close together, which you know made me very relieved for Mackenzie that she wasn't about to lose her virginity in like a tent mere half a meter yeah. from her. Best friend. I mean, it's very, it's very authentic that experience. Ugh. And I actually think, say what you will about um, young Mackenzie and her reactions. I actually think she's probably the most teenage. She's the, she reminds me the most of my teenage self in the way she flies off the handle for minimal, for not the most life or death issues. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I. I was a very, very emotional, probably undiagnosed anxiety teen and I would build things up quite a lot in my head and have outbursts about things that probably in hindsight did not matter. Like my boyfriend not immediately telling me when another girl's flirting with me. Oh my God, Corinne. I love her. What a little sweetheart. What a skank. (laughs) Saucy minx, Corinne. I am... 
as soon as like she's like, well, she's propositioned him. She propositioned him last week and this week. Mm. And all I hear when she like lays lays down her intentions is, you know, I know what boys like. <laughs> I know what guys want. She is just like, she's like, well, she won't come across well. Try me, mate, because I'm a dead cert. She has gamified the ladder because she's found out. So, okay, the ladder. And now I think this is ripped from the headlines because there was this heinous private school story that broke. Oh, there few, always is, though. It's a always few a months ago. Yeah. boys' private school. It's evergreen. Evergreen storyline. Mm. Um, a list emerged of like a muck-up day prank where these teens had like dared each other to um, sleep with as many people with that fit certain characteristics as they could. Disgusting. It just shut it all down. What? So they've taken a leaf out of that book and they're ranking the girls of Erinsborough High and neighbouring schools uh, in relation to their performance in bed. And Richie... That is so gross. ...is heinous. And Richie has decided to put a stop to these rumours that are flowing and... Um, scuttlebutt about why he and Mackenzie haven't done the deed. And it, I don't know, it, maybe because she had major genital surgery a couple of months ago. Yeah, and you don't want to overdo it. And, and also, what, what kind of slut high do they go to that everyone's having sex in high school? <laughs> well, it's 2020. They're <laughs> no, but it's, they're, they're less likely to have sex these days. Oh, teenagers. really? Yeah, yeah, because they've got the internet and they've ah. got porn on the internet. It's true. Look it up. I'm scared to look that up, but okay. I don't know what to type in. No, no, there's research into it now that um, teenagers are losing their virginity at later ages than oh. when we were young. We've got to get rid of that term virginity, by the way. It's weird. <laughs> I think Richie was trying to he's – a, he's a complete buffoon, but he was trying to do right by his girlfriend. He yeah. didn't want her to be hurt by the rumours, and because he's not an evolved adult, he just – hid the information and tried to do the right thing and tried to fix it. There was an agenda there that because um, Mackenzie is trans, that he didn't want her to be teased about that. Yeah, he he's only acted with his heart. Yeah, I mean... He's a complete dumbo. And his brain. Yeah. It, it wasn't great. <laughs> um, I And I think this is, this is not the first time that Mackenzie has lashed out at him when he has had good intentions. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's a total pain in the ass. <laughs> Sorry, Vaya. I may I may have said that to your teenage self as well. No, uh, yeah, I, I, it's fair. I, I was. The thing is, uh, she completely overreacted about Corinne. I don't care at this point. It was huge, yeah. It, because it was never going to end well. If, if, if he had told her straight up, yeah. oh, she just propositioned me, Mackenzie was still going to have that same meltdown. Because she only propositioned him... It was, it's like, it was like a day ago. It's not mm. like he sat on it for six months. No, and also, like, he was pretty shocked as well. Hmm. I guess you would be. And, poor, and Richie is low on his ADHD meds. He's not focusing accurately on what he should be yeah. at people's emotions. <laughs> so we've got to cut him some slack. When, when is his ADHD going to be front and centre? It needs its own episode. It, he will have his own very special episode. Oh, I need it. I want Richie to evolve and become the new Coil. Oh, I think he's beyond Coil. I think he's better than that. Oh, yeah. well, definitely he's better like, than that. But I want him to actually – I want to see him on the show in – 10 years. Oh, right. A side character that He's steps a sweet up. Boy. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Meanwhile, Ollie Sudeikis. I do, what I enjoyed was. Oh, that is weird. The, the surname. The surname's a bizarro. Buttrose Sudeikis. I, I think. Zamiro. I think it's there. They're going through the um, A to Z of Australian stars. I do think it's great that they gave that storyline to a peripheral character so we didn't have mm. to kind of. 
I want the wine glass in the yard. That's all he's going to be known for. Yeah. And I have to say, if that was your schoolies, and that event happened on your schoolies, <laughs> that would be the only thing you remember from your schoolies. You're talking about it for years to come. Yeah, Maybe folklore. Like, oh, yeah. And then so you'd meet someone like new into your friendship group and you'd be like, oh, this is Paint one another glass. Glassy ass. That was all glassy ass. <laughs> like every time you see him and you're out at a bar or something, you go, oh, Ollie, here you go. <laughs> that would be the oh, thing. Can you hand me that glass, Ollie? Dying. Can you just back up into this? <laughs> And and, it, and they'd come back from schoolies and they'd be like, we had a great time on Glass Ass Island. <laughs> CJ, I'm sorry, you can leave this in. CJ's editing this episode and she hates it when we talk about bums. <laughs> no, but she has to listen surely to it. this episode has got to be called Glass Up the Ass. Oh no, Wine Glass on the, in glass, the ass. Yeah. We'll, we'll workshop it. There's uh, many possibilities. Wine glass in we the have ass. To, we're going to have to forensically go back and see where on his ass it was. We have it was, to it was on his left cheek. I can visualise it. But the dialogue said something about in between. That's worse. It's <laughs> <laughs> far worse. If he's been penetrated by a broken wine stem, please get that man to hospital. So how are these... Um, how is he still ribbing people <laughs> later on when he needs to be in the ED? So the provisions for Schoolies Week are a, ca- a case of Pierce Grayson's finest wine. That was what? It was meant to be going to Carl and Susan for some reason? I can't even remember oh, why. Probably because they went through their stash earlier in last week. And, oh, know. yeah, no, because they got the, the runs yeah. from his <laughs> foul wine. And he felt bad? I don't know. How, does the, how do you get the runs from, like, homemade wine? From feet, it's from it was they stood on it, they pressed it with their feet. Yeah, but like hundreds Tinia? of years of know. Italian winemaking did not give people uh. gastro. It's there's alcohol form there that would kill off the foot germs. Like, uh, and and that, the birds not shit on wine. I've put that one in the fuck it bucket with that whole storyline. And the girls have decided not to go. Mackenzie's cracked the shits with Richie, and Harlow's cracked the shits with Hendrix because he drugged his father. <laughs> So, which is how we end up with the all-boy schoolies. I love Harlow's forgiving nature. She's probably forgiven him a few more times than necessary. The other way we get... what Now, there's a few um, intriguing ways we get the all-male cast. I don't under, quite understand how the Brunackers ended up on the road trip okay, to find so Hendrix. Pierce was there and he went and grabbed his ex-brother-in-law, Aaron, and oh, yeah. Dr. Nacker. So, the three of them went in one car car plus Paul because Paul was there with his trying to talk sense into Dr. Necker. They all just had the afternoon free and they so they get wind that Hendrix has taken yeah. off in the oh, nice car. Oh mate it's, it does sound like mate, who wouldn't a bunch of guys are having a schoolies weekend surely you want to go and see what trouble's going on there <laughs> like already yeah. Hendrix has stolen a car yeah and that's some pretty serious shit and Jay's there and he's underage drinking yeah and that fell through the cracks because Pierce and uh, Puffy and Dippy we're going to talk it through. Obviously, they, yeah. they can't string a sentence together. Yeah, so they're on the way. And then also, um, Pierce has gone round to Puffy to say, mate, your son's there and he's stolen a box mm. of wine. Mm. And they're trying to have a fight. They're, they're having a spat over whose son is the biggest shitbag. Who cares? Yeah. But just go and find them. So Shane, because um, he's like he was that close to the edge and he's now completely jumped off the edge. He's like, right, I'm going there right now. And he's got a couple of heron paracetamols with him. Yeah, and um, so, yeah, Toad's with him and Dr. Carl was there. Why not? Get on it. And then one of the best moments of Neighbours this year, 
which is when Shane and Fierce have a rumble. Bit of biffo. I in was front waiting. of the blokes. I, I loved it. I was waiting for this. Ever since the affair fallout, I was like, we haven't had any biffo. They were saving it. Mm. Saving the biffo for Men's Day. And I appreciated that. Thank you. Because then they had to have a conversation about how they were not sensible to resolve their feelings in that way. Well, but also I loved it out of that whole group of people. There was only one man to break them up and that was Toadfish. I love it. Like Darren and – well, Darren, which is like, no, nah, not part of this. Whereas I reckon Aaron. Aaron's like certainly muscly enough oh, to break yeah. up this fight. He's Pierce's Carl, trainer. Carl's too old. <laughs> and, yeah, Paul couldn't give a shit really. No. Very interesting that Paul wound up in a conversation with Fierce. Oh, that was that was actually the, some of the most beautiful parts of this episode, mm. which was Paul giving Fierce some real talk. I suppose you're enjoying this, eh? I'm finding it a little bit amusing, yeah. I better check on Hendricks. You know, I've been where you are a few times myself. Forsaking my marriage vows for an attractive woman you know, with the whole angry rival husband thing. <laughs> and it's all water off a duck's back, is it? No, not really. I have learned some things along the way. Or maybe you can tell me how I can fix my marriage. Pierce, your marriage is over. The sooner you face up to that, the better off you'll be. <laughs> You're useless. I love Chloe. What? So much so that you willfully destroyed your entire relationship. Come on, that wasn't intentional. Well, maybe, maybe not. But your problems with Chloe started long before Dippy came on the scene. I mean, you always worried that you were going to lose her. It was so obvious even I could see that. Yeah, I might have been a bit paranoid. Yeah. And you also knew that Chloe rushed into the marriage because of her health issues. So why would I sabotage my happiness like that? Beats me. I mean, I don't think you did it consciously. But you must have known that it could all end badly. I mean, Tiffy lives across the road from you, for heaven's sakes. And yet you still chose to take that risk. Some might even say that you were begging to be caught. <laughs> I put myself through that sort of pain. I don't know. Self-preservation in a strange way, I guess. I love Chloe. Yeah, of course you do. That doesn't mean that you should be together. Now, Pierce, you can keep trying to fight to win her back, but I guarantee all that's going to cause is more heartache. Come on, mate, set yourself free. And while you're at it, set Chloe free too. Yeah, and that, that was the impetus for Pierce to then go and break it off with Chloe yeah, and re- release her. Paul has a real soft spot for Chloe, doesn't he? he no, wants- he's been treating her horribly this whole time. At work. He's but been he bullying that, her. He knows that she deserves better than him. I think he hates Pierce more than he l- likes Chloe. His mm. hatred for Pierce is higher on the scale. But I think he but, can see himself in these yeah. actions and he's like, mate, just cut her loose. It's, there's no point dragging also, us along. It, um, for Pierce, he's relieved by this. He doesn't have to see his beautiful young wife die now, does he? Oh, like this. I think that's essentially the big issue at the end of the day is that he's not mature enough to yeah. be married to a woman with a terminal illness. He didn't have the cojones to step up and be a carer. Yeah, not good enough. I mean, it was probably a very bad idea to have Mar Brennan move into the house for that time because <sighs> that was a horrible um, ghost of Christmas future. Oh. Yeah. So then um, we get Shane, Toadie, and Carl having their heart to heart and to- heart. Toadie shared something about Sonia's words on her last day. That was, do you, look, to be honest, that was such an epic episode. Do you remember Sonia talking about gender? I have, I do actually. Um, Not in those words specifically, but I do remember her urging Toadie to, you know, raise Nell, raise the kids to, you know, treat 
people with respect, and I, I mm. it ring it rang a bell. It def- I did mm. did ring a bell because she, but she said a lot of stuff. She had to get a lot out. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> a time, the time was ticking. <laughs> that was lovely. So, um, Toady said, you know, I should have, I've been careful, conscious with the kids to talk about their roles, but I haven't looked out for my brother. Mm. And they reminded Puffy that. Like, why is like, – it doesn't have to be the be-all and end-all that he's not the breadwinner and the – Oh, yeah, yeah. And the head of the household. It's, it's been that way for 20 years. Like, oh, that, that is a real toxic masculinity thing, isn't it? Yeah, and, like, he should be celebrating his wife and say, hey, you're leading this household. And yeah, I'm and proud of that. I just don't get it because, uh, look, you know, he's obviously – he was wanting to finish his studies quicker – but, yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, Dippy's just kind of drifted out of the relationship, hasn't she? Yeah. And I think – I hope we can get to know a bit more about how they started because I just don't think – Well, he saw her at the local primary school <laughs> when he was working, I don't know, picking up rubbish when he was in his, like, day release or something. I just – the fact that they had this whirlwind marriage, three kids back-to-back and plus what it sounds like nothing but drama ever since – what the hell went on back then? Yeah, maybe it's just not right. Yeah, and that's fine. One thing, okay, so what I appreciate is that Pierce came home, ended it with Chloe, and I liked that clean break. Mm. She's packed up and she's moved into with Aaron for now. But they don't have any baggage aside from no. Hendrix, who will desperately miss Chloe, I think. Mm. But I, I hated on soap. Remember there was a time when I said – I forgot if it was Su- if it was Sonia and Toady or Carl and Susan, but I was like, they need to just break up. I think it was Sonia and Toady. I was like, mm. just break up. Like, yeah. don't get back together again. Like, yeah, yeah, they were, they were completely toxic for each other. Um, by the end, it's like, why? Why are we dragging this on for? I wanted Sonia to be a swing and single for a while. Mm. Um, well, she was in the Smacky Caravan. No, that, but that wasn't for her love life. That was to <laughs> fill other needs. Well, I don't know. Didn't she? Well, she was there with a guy, wasn't she? No, but he was just providing what for what drugs? Drugs, but what did she have to do for those drugs? Oh, that's Come not on, a love babe. life. That's that's a completely different relationship. Yeah, I wanted her to have to sow some oats. <gasps> Speaking of uh, Toadie's oats, did you see the promo for next week? Oh, where he's peering, Kate Stradamus. Remember what? when I said old boring friend? Is going to be a love interest for him. Oh, yeah, tawdry. Yeah. But they're so boring. She's so boring. How can you go from the chemistry he had with Lucy Durack to this? Oh, D. She's yeah. like a – she was so cheeky. I oh, got over D a long time ago. I think it's time we no. we all said our goodbyes. No. <laughs> She's perfect for him. I still want – no, I want Kat Milosevic back. Boomer. That was, that was a long time ago. They didn't even get married. Doesn't matter. Marriages end. Didn't you watch this week? <laughs> His marriage ended because she was dead. Um, but then he slept with her sister. I slept with your sister. <laughs> Drop in Ellie. <laughs> um, I I think once you sleep with the siblings, it's very yeah. hard to be sexual. Yeah, I mean again. I mean, thank God Dippy wasn't having an affair with Toad. Oh, or Stony. Interesting. Now you've planted that seed. No. Actually, hang on. Speaking of yeah. Colac, side note here. So I went and saw my podiatrist during the week down mm. in Geelong. And he also has a practice in Colac. And he must have scanned my notes and remembered that I did a Neighbours podcast. <laughs> he just randomly brought up Neighbours to me. 
and I, I just rolled with it. I was like, oh, um, yeah, all right. I discuss neighbours on the regular. It's an yeah. affliction. Yeah, they yeah. have to record it in your medical file. And he was saying that um, his Colac patients say to him, oh, people have only ever heard of Colac for two reasons. First reason, um, home of Cliff, Cliff Young, the ultra marathon. Bloody runner. love Cliff Young. Used to see him all the time because my parents, my grandparents had holiday oh, cabins yeah, yeah. In, in the Otways. My God, that man had to run very long distances. Yeah, the Cliff Young shuffle. I used, yeah. As a side note to our UK listeners, he ran from Sydney to Melbourne and he won the race. And he kept doing it into his golden years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was old when he started. Basically. Yeah, so we used to drive from Melbourne to Johanna. Three hour, uh, three three and a half hours, and we would see him in that final hour, that final yeah, stretch yeah. from Colac. Amazing! Uh, what an inspiration! Rain, hail, or shine. Yeah, because he he like became a runner chasing after his cattle. He had to run them down. Beautiful man. <laughs> Look him up. We I should watch. I never watched Cliffy. The that bio, was great. The biopic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It we was played. cheesy, but it was good. And doesn't it? Oh, it was David Bishop. Yes. Yep, David Bishop. Um, yeah, actually, yeah. There's your there's your lockdown quest. Find that. <laughs> UK listeners, because it was very charming. Yeah, cliffy, delightful, and delightful man. Um, okay, so yeah, so yeah, that was the one thing that people know about Colac. And also the second thing being is that it was the um, home of the Rebecca family from Neighbours. And thirdly, now they, he got his wish, home of one of the COVID clusters of Victoria. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I, we had like listeners ask, what's Colac like? And we basically say, well, you just, you drive past it. Well, except for Vea Pashos' family because um, the Greeks all know each other and a couple of uh, my our family friends owned a fish and chip shop in Colac. So we owned a fish and chip yeah, shop. Yeah, we would go to Colac for fish and chips. Um, <laughs> but the podiatrist agreed with me. Yep, you just drive past Colac. Um, unless you want fish and chips. And or podiatry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and because it was our rest stop before it was an hour. It's probably the last toilet. Before. Yeah, so you go an hour, you get to Geelong, you go one more hour, you get to Colac, and then one more hour mm. and you're, you're in Johanna. Lovely part of the world. Now, so we'll let the, the Nahubs take over this Men's Day chat, mm. uh, but a, a lovely gesture, I thought. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought um, an interesting experiment, and it yep. was done really thoughtfully. Mm. Um, and because they also mentioned mental health towards yes. the end there. But Carl said what well, we have been saying for donkey's ears. Mm. Shane Rebecca is not a first and foremost drug addict. First and foremost, he has a mental health issue. Yes. And that led to the drugs. He needs to find himself. Mm. The only other thing I have on my notes here, Susan says the word sex. Because <laughs> the, um, the crew oh, get back from... Yeah, the wash up about that bloody yeah, app. They come back from Glass Ass Island and... She got on the blower to the um, head headmaster of uh, Eden Hills Grammar. I loved... Susan sprang to action. Got onto the phone tree and... Worked, they, they, they were telling Susan, we can't get into the app because it's private and the students have to give you the link. She's like, I'm getting into that app. I thought kids these days were educated on this stuff. Well, they are, but they're still kids. They've got an immature attitude to sex and to intimacy and they, they can't reconcile their online behaviour with real-world consequences. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're not getting that through to them. <laughs> None of this is your fault. Oh, absolutely not. You've worked very hard to create a safe and positive attitude at that school. Clearly not hard enough. Susan talking about the students' intimate relationships with each mm. other. I just, when I did the podcast for Night Terrace, which is actually airing again on BBC Radio 4 Extra, I believe, um, and I did on the Terrace, the companion podcast, one of the episodes I was like, I can't believe Jackie Woodburn said sex. I hear I heard Susan say sex in this episode. Mm. And now Susan's saying sex Why bloody 6.30 of a weeknight. 
What a time. Ten Peach, mate. What a time to be alive. You know there's a Ten Shake coming? There is already. And they have, um, because they've got ads during Neighbours for Teen Mom Australia. Ten Shake. But unfortunately, it's not picked up on Foxtel, so otherwise I would series link it. (laughs) Well, shall we do Citizen and or Shitizen? Um, I'll give a Citizen. Mm -hmm. I'll give it to Paul. Paul's on the ball. That Nicolette situation... Utterly ridiculous. David should have mm. gone and Paul was the only sensible person there saying, just go. Yeah, the one of the few times I was happy for a Paul freak out. And also he was um, fantastic with Pierce as well. Citizen of the week has to go to Hendo. Hendrix Grayson. The, it, very hard. Steals to, a car. Yeah, you wouldn't steal a car. You would. <laughs> but um, he spoke up in front of mates that... We're not speaking up. It's very hard in your peer group to be the person mm. calling out... The stick in the mud. ...shitbaggery, yes. And to call... You know, Ollie seems like he would be... A real pain in the ass. But also Mr. Mr. Cool at school, you know. I think in the social hierarchy, Hendrix would be like uber cool. The coolest kid in the school. He's rich. He's a smart ass. He actually does, doesn't give a shit about authority in any way. And he's funny. And he will call out misogynistic behaviour. I love him. And we stan. We stan a feminist hero. That's what's holding him and Harlow together, his um, charisma. And he gets more and more um, progressive with his views, the more he's with Harlow too. And I think she really, Mm. like, holds a candle to that. Um, You've called Sadis B earlier, so we can wrap that up like a nice little parcel. Um, I am Kate... I'm going to regional Victoria tomorrow. I might drive past Colac. Well done. Take a photo. Um, Put it on the council. Stop by Angie's Roadhouse. I'm going to Warrnambool to, for baby Dr. Carl to meet a couple of his uncles and Aww. see his grandparents. Make sure you dip his toes in the sea and get a little video of that too. Yes, that's on the agenda. It definitely is. Um, so, yeah, ha- have a look at my socials for some updates from that. Vays on Instagram, V-A-Y-S. And, of course, join the Neighbours Council in Facebook. Kate, where are you hanging out? I'm at Remude on Twitter. CJ is CJ the Hot Mess Mum on Instagram. And I think we should try and do a little trio reunion next weekend if we can. Yeah. Ace. Keep well, everyone, wherever you are, and we'll speak soon. Bye. Bye.